All right. Thank you guys for joining us here on the Well-Read Dames podcast for our first author segment where we do author highlights. I'm here with the amazing Laura Edwards, and we are going to be talking about her, her books, her writing style, fun stuff, all that kind of stuff. So Laura, do you kind of want to introduce yourself and what, you know, talk to your readers about what you want them to know about you? So my name's Laura Edwards. I write um, kind of historical paranormals. Uh, I am a counselor during the day and I write um, kind of on the side at night. I've got three books out and I'm currently working on a fourth. See, I love that we all like have day jobs and this is kind of like our like our secret real passion. <laughs> so when did you begin writing? When did you start this process? So I wrote my very first book in 2015. Um, it tanked on Amazon. I didn't know anything about self-publishing. I didn't know about editors. I didn't know about cover design. I didn't know anything about that. So I took it down and I bought Mark Dawson's courses, his self-publishing 101 and his ads for authors course. And I really kind of went through those and kind of learned what you were supposed to do. Um, I wrote my second book, got an editor and then put up that up on Amazon. And then that's been the first book in the series that I've been writing. And that's done a lot better, gotten a lot better reviews. See, that's excellent. I feel like when, when I started writing, I, it was just an outlet, you know, I'd always wanted to be a writer probably since I was like a little kid, but I'd never actually written anything start to finish. And when I started, you know, and it started to really actually become kind of a book, I was like, oh, I have to figure out self-publishing. Like I have to figure out this whole world. Um, and so I think it's really like good insight because you've been through the process um, and kind of, it's really just like trial by fire, you know? I feel like all the time on Instagram, I see someone post about something like recently was book formatting and how it's different than I was thinking it was, you know, and it was like, you can learn or you can pay someone. And I was like, ah, oh, I guess I have to learn, you know? <laughs> and so that's what I did. Exactly. I was like, well, that'll be fun experience, you know? So it's really, it's like a much bigger endeavor. Like writing the book is almost, it's not the easy part, but it's almost the easy part because that's the part you know what you're doing to an extent. And then the rest of it is is where I find kind of an uphill battle. Um, editing is like my my least favorite thing, you know? <laughs> but, um, but it's also one of the most important things because sometimes, you know, you come across a a chapter or a paragraph or a sentence and you're like what was I trying to say here <laughs> exactly um and so um I really liked your book I recently just read the third in the series and I really liked your writing style because it was so just like direct and fast and it just kind of like got me from the beginning you know of the story with the characters and I really admired your writing style honestly because I remember at one point at the very beginning where they're at the wedding ceremony and Odin pulled out uh, a knife and it was like, it was like very clear, like this is a knife and it has blue flames. And I was like, it would take me 30 minutes to try and write that sentence, you know, <laughs> because I just struggle sometimes with description. And so I loved your book because you were just like, this is what it is. And I was like, God, I'm right there with it. It's just, it was so wonderful to read. Um, and so I really liked it. I'm glad. Thank you. Uh, what draws you kind of towards the paranormal slash fantasy genre, would you say? 
So I've always kind of liked the paranormal stuff ever since I was young. Um, I really liked all of that. Uh, my mom is really into uh, paranormal stuff. So when I was a kid, we would watch like all like the, uh, you know, the shows on TV. Like we watched the X-Files. We watched um, In Search Of, which is really old, like with Leonard Nimoy. We'd watch stuff like that. So I, I really liked it from a young age. And so I just, when I decided to start writing books and I've been kind of writing my whole life, just not obviously professionally, but like I always like wrote stories and stuff, even from like when I was little and Halloween is my ultimate favorite holiday has always been my ultimate favorite holiday. So writing in the paranormal just was like natural for me. I love it. What did you do anything fun for Halloween this year? It's we just, it just, unfortunately October just ended. <laughs> It's my favorite month. I'm one of those weird people that decorates for Halloween like two weeks into September. I think all my neighbors I like, have, a, have a problem because I make my husband get down all of our Halloween decorations and decorate early. Um, I just took my kids. I have an eight-year-old daughter, and I took her trick-or-treating. Um, so that's what we did for Halloween. But it was fun. That's amazing. I know that I personally still have a pumpkin outside, but I <laughs> do not decorate to the extent that I would love to. I would love to just go all out. And so I love that. It is also my favorite holiday. So I definitely understand the connection there. Um, so with your next book, um, which is The Bathory File, right? Am I am I pronouncing that correctly? Yep. So I loved it. And I'm not going to give any spoilers to people who haven't read all of the books. But one of the kind of villains, we'll say, of the third book that seems to be carrying into the fourth book um is i mean to my understanding is kind of based on a real historical figure um with like a a fun paranormal twist to the character which actually makes a lot of sense uh but it's based on like one of the most reputable serial killer women (laughs) of history you know (laughs) um and so when you're doing, you know, research for like plots and things do you particularly look for kind of weird historical events yeah, I, I do. I look for, um, like, I watch a lot of the PBS channel because they have lots of, uh, like, they'll do stuff like weird history or I like to watch the history channel. So I try to find things like this next book, Elizabeth Bathory. She actually, people thought that she was a vampire in her own time because she was killing people, women, young women and bathing in their own blood. I mean, you really can't, you can't manufacture a hook like that. So I just took that and made her, you know, what everybody thought she was in this next book. And yeah, I, I look through history and I, or I listen to the great courses plus is another one. And, and sometimes when I'm driving to work, cause I have a kind of a long commute and think, how can I like, can I make this person into a werewolf? Can I make this person into a vampire? Can I make them into a witch? You know, like what can I do with it to kind of take what's really neat historical fact and kind of make it paranormal. I really like that. I love that. I know a lot of times people talk about like writing about like people that they know and I find that really challenging like I feel like it's easier to kind of like create a person that it has nothing to do with anyone I know in real life you know (laughs) instead of like picking someone and being like aha I'm gonna make you into a villain or a hero or something so I when I read that section where her name is revealed I was like I know who that is, you know, <laughs> or at least I know who I think that is. Uh, so I was really excited. So will the next book focus on Victoria's story then? Yeah. So the next book is going to focus on one of the, uh, she's kind of a side character in the third book. She's actually in, if, uh, she's also, she's actually in all three of the books, just a very minimal character. But in this book, she kind of takes center stage and, um, and kind of 
I, the, I, what I really like about this next story that I've written is that she kind of takes herself back. Um, she's had kind of a, a negative thing happen to her. And she kind of in this next book really like stands up on her own two feet and finds her backbone and really, you know, takes her own life back. So that's kind of my favorite part about this next book. I'm excited to see that. I loved at the end where she went to meet um, at the Institute and she was intimidated by Cleo and she was like, get it together. You're a vampire. And I was like, yes. (laughs) And just more of that, like helping her like really find herself and find her backbone. And and that is kind of the basis of the next story. I'm excited. Uh, Are we going to see any more of Delphine and Flynn? Yes. So, um, all the characters, uh, I'm hoping, I'm about three quarters of the way through the next book. It should come out in December. Uh, and that's my plan is to kind of have cameos of the the three main couples that are in the other books. It's to kind of have them cameo into this book. So that's my plan. Well, that's exciting. Um, so kind of back to touch back on research here. So um, when you're doing research, because I mean, there's a lot of time travel in your stories. Um, so how much time would you say that you that you like set aside to research clothing and food and just kind of like period of the times, you know? Uh, quite a bit. I um, my mom helps me actually a lot. She is the kind of the one that got me into the the paranormal stuff. So she does a lot. It helps me with a lot of my research. Like I'll say, hey, you know, I'm looking for I'm this is the person I'm looking for. And then she'll help me scour the Internet and like send me things and you know, like we have entire Pinterest boards, like shared Pinterest boards that are like clothing of that era or, or whatever for each book. I have a, a Pinterest board and she really helps me with that. So it probably takes me, I don't know. I probably take about two weeks before I start writing a book and really like immerse myself. I'll, if I can find lectures on the period that I'm in on the great courses, plus I'll download them to my phone or, um, there's a, a couple of historical podcasts. So I have a 45 minute to an hour commute each way every day. So I try to find that stuff so that I can listen to it during that. And then, like I said, my parents are really great about helping me. And then they'll send me like websites and stuff. And my dad's really into history. So I've got kind of a team that helps me with the research. I love that your team is your parents. That's amazing. Um, The people that I reach out to are generally Susie and Alicia, the other two people that are on the book club podcast. And it's basically me just like spamming them with text messages (laughs) whenever I need an opinion on something. I'm like, hey, can I have the next three hours of your time? You know, (laughs) Um, that's what I thought was funny. At one point um, in my unpublished novel that I've been working on for two years now, um, I'm not, I don't think I could do the write a book in a month challenge that's going on right now. I know that about myself at this point of my, of my progress, but, um, I was like, I got really into the Neolithic period and I was like, I feel like an archeologist. Like I'm reading about like Neolithic clothing and like food and like, were they farming or, you know what I mean? What were their housing structures like from what we can discern, you know? And I was like, I'm really getting into just the... Like, no one's going to know. Like, that was the thing I kept telling myself is if I get something wrong, there's a very small subset of people that would notice, you know? (laughs) And if someone does know in the future, you want to reach out to me whenever I get this thing self-published and really, like, inform me of what I missed out on. I'm very open to that. But I I love it because I'm like, I'm doing my best here, you know? (laughs) I'm not a historian, but I think that would be kind of a great job. Um and so currently you're at the the 20 books 
um, to 50k conference right in Vegas. Um, what is, I mean, I think that's great. I see people going to kind of events on, on online and I think, well, that, that would be great, but there's so many of them. Um, so what other ones have you been to or what kind of events do you like enjoy attending? So 20 bucks to 50k is the first, uh, conference that I've gone to. But uh, the town that I live in, I live in Boise, Idaho, and they have an um, annual book festival. It's called the Boise Book Fest. So I've done that um, as an author setting. But this is the first kind of author conference that I went to, and I definitely would like to go to some more. It was, it was really cool being able to be around a whole bunch of other people that do exactly what you do and you know, to be able to talk to other people about books and that. I mean, there's not a lot of that, you know, writing's pretty solitary career. So it was neat to see what other people were writing, were doing, and and the guys that run it are hysterical. And they had some awesome speakers, and I learned a lot of things that I could be doing different or things to help uh, with craft and with advertising. So it was a fantastic conference, and it, it was fairly inexpensive as far as conferences go. So it was, a, it was an awesome conference. That is great. I think that I'm going to definitely probably – share a link to that because I was on their website last night and I'd never heard of them before until people started posting about it. like that's how I learned about things <laughs> you know um when I one of the scariest things that I did was create an Instagram and I remember it was January of this year and I was just I was terrified you know and I don't know why I was so terrified of creating an Instagram and trying to connect with people on social media and my intention was to like find people that would want to read my novel at some point. But mostly I connected with other authors that were doing kind of the same thing that I was or some of them the same process of me or some, you know, like you way ahead of where I am. And I found it really helpful and kind of inspirational, um, like just getting the community feedback and being able to ask questions and people reach out to you and talk to you. And so I think it's really important to have a community. And so I think it's these events are really great and I hope to attend some at some point. <laughs> I know that there was one um the weekend that it was close by. It was um and it was in Madison, Wisconsin. And I was like, I can drive there, you know? <laughs> I was like, I'm in Indiana. I can drive to Madison. Um and then it was the weekend or the weekend that I left and went with my mom and sister overseas to Ireland. And I was like Oh, <laughs> I was like, maybe next year. You got the better end of that deal. Ireland would be super cool. It was. Oh, I meant to bring this up. So thank you. For, so a lot of your story takes place like in London in the UK. Um, what about that part of the world fascinates you? Because I, I love it as well. <laughs> I just love everything. I've always loved everything about England. I don't know it's weird, like a weird fascination, like their accents, their everything. I just love everything. I've been to Spain, like I went to Spain, but I've never been to Ireland or to England. Uh, My dad's family is from Wales. So I've always kind of wanted to go there. So I've always just been kind of fascinated with everything English, kind of in that kind of sort of part of the world. So that's kind of why I sat my stories there, because I'm hoping eventually I'll be able to go there and, you know, do some book research. for future books, but I've always loved that part of the world. I think that that I only went to Scotland, but I think that you would really love it because Scotland was exactly what I wanted it to be. And I find that rare, you know, that something meets expectations. Um, (laughs) My mom is obsessed with the Outlander book series. Mm 
Um, And so, yeah, it was originally just a trip to Ireland for a week and suddenly became a trip to Ireland and Scotland, which was fine. It just mean we had less amount of time each place. And I was hesitant to go because I was like, I don't want to go to the UK and not be able to go to London, you know, to all around the Wales, like to every part of the UK is where I want to be, you know. Um, And so, unfortunately, I did not make it out of Scotland, but Scotland was so beautiful. So... I would say definitely put that at least Scotland on your travel list because it was amazing. And it was funny because in your book, you kept referencing like the chilly weather and it was, it was chilly. I mean, it was also September, you know, it was chilly here, but it, it was chilly. And um, I thought it was hilarious because I loved it. I was like, oh, it's cold. It's cloudy. I don't need sunglasses. You know, I'm not getting sunburnt, you know, <laughs> and my sister was next to me just like freezing. <laughs> I was like, I'm home. I found my place in the world. You know? <laughs> exactly. I would just, that's what I think. That's why I kept making all the people, the places in my book cold because I don't like to be hot. So I'm like, so all my characters are always like cold. I'm surprised nobody's ever said anything about that. I love it. You know, every time I, I was thinking that, like Delphine has the best of both worlds because she's living in like London, which I think would just be amazing, and like the UK in general, but she just has this magical room she can go in and she's at the beach. And I was like, that's the best situation that I think you can have. <laughs> yeah, it would be nice if we always had a room we could go to and there was the beach. That would be fantastic. Exactly. Especially these Midwest winners, just be like, excuse me, I need to go to my beach room. <laughs> um so i'm gonna kind of get into like some fun questions because i felt like your books are really fun so i want to talk to you about fun things so um from your books what supernatural power would you have um and feel free to list multiple things because i think having multiple powers is even cooler so <laughs> i think first of all i would i want to be a mermaid like that's why one of the reasons why i wrote a mermaid is because that just sounds so cool like that just I just like everything about it. So that would probably be my first power for sure. I totally would be a mermaid. And I think the second one was I really liked um, the way that Tegan had, uh, like, she's a book nerd, but she has all those other, like, witch powers. Like, I like that too. So I, I mean, obviously a book nerd. I love to read. Uh, and and I just loved that about her. And then she has all these, like, really cool, like, talents, like, on top of it. So I think if I had to do from the books, I would definitely take Tegan's powers of like the witch stuff that she can do. And then I don't know that you could get any better than turning into a mermaid. I agree. Although I don't know how painful that sounds on a scale of one to 10. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But my website that I bought like five years ago is the landlock-mermaid.com. So I think I'm pretty locked in. (laughs) Um. And so speaking of like reading and other kinds of things, um, what kind of, what's your favorite book series? Do you have a favorite book series? I feel like that might be an impossible question, but. I actually do. I love all sorts of genres and books and that, but I think the the person that really made me want to become a writer was um, Nora Roberts. I read her Three Sisters trilogy. I've read probably every book she's ever written, even the really bad like Harlequin romances that she re- that she wrote when she was first starting out. But uh, her Three Sisters Island trilogy is probably I, that's not one book, but that's probably my the, my three favorite books ever. I've read those books that, and she's got another trilogy called um, that. It's like. Uh, three siblings in Ireland those two series I've probably read I don't even know how many times and it she just I love the way that she writes just her style of writing and they're magical and and like kind of like fairy tales and I just I love everything about them 
I'm going to have to check that out because I've actually never read that series. Oh, so good. So I'm going to have to add that. I'll see if I can um, add that to our uh, podcast book list. Yeah, there it's it's those are her two my two favorites of hers and I've read almost all her books but those I think are my two favorite trilogies that she does I'm gonna have to check that out um I love kind of like I grew up watch, reading Anne Rice like my mom would let me read Anne Rice books when I was like 12 <laughs> and Anne Rice books not only are they scary but they have a lot of like kind of dirty sexual things in them I do, <laughs> I do. And my mom would be like, here, read this totally weird book. And I was like, okay. Like, she'd read them, you know. And then I remember reading them being like, I don't know if I should be reading this right now. But <laughs> I was like, I was like, I need to parent myself, you know. But um, I, like, I love supernatural books. So um, I'll, have to, I'll have to check out this series, though. Um, so what is your kind of another fun question? What's your ideal, like, do you have a writing fantasy where, like, you just if you could just write full time and uninterrupted like what would that look like for you oh yeah of course uh so i um i live in kind of a rural part of idaho like i live outside of like one of the bigger towns but we kind of live in like a smaller town on about side of there um my husband is a pretty handy so my in my fantasy would be if i could force him or convince him whatever to build me like one of those writing sheds. Like I'm so, I have like a Pinterest board of writing sheds. So if I could write full time, I'd have him do that. And then just be able to do it in between, like be able to take my kid to school and then write during the day and then pick her up from school and be able to just have that dedicated space. I think that would be, and then just be able to write as many books as I could humanly possibly write. That would just be the best. I think that's a great idea. I loved your post that you did about um, having like a water feature. (laughs) I totally want to steal this waterfall that's in the hotel. I was like, that's a great idea. (laughs) I remember one of the, I don't remember what month challenge it was. I posted this bookshelf, which looked amazing. And everyone was like, you should do that. And I was like, oh, I would love to. Oh, I should do that. (laughs) I was like, how hard would that be? It was just bookshelves and paint. I was like, I could probably actually do that. <laughs> um, and so I'm going to get into some weirder questions now. Um, so I'm a huge Harry Potter nerd and I don't hide it. I don't know if you like Harry Potter at all. Um, okay, good. <laughs> Otherwise, this is going to be a weird question. Uh, what's your Harry Potter house? Uh, Ravenclaw. Really? Yep. That is excellent. I love Ravenclaw. <laughs> My favorite. Have you ever taken one of the quizzes where it breaks down like your percentages by answers? I have. And I'm mostly Ravenclaw. The second one is Hufflepuff. The third was Gryffindor. And the fourth was Slytherin. So I guess that's good. I don't have a lot of cunning in me, I guess. Yeah. So I, my sister and I, we were at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. (laughs) And we were in line and I was taking the quiz and it was like, you're 46% Gryffindor. And I was like, yes, (laughs) you know. And then it was like, it was like next 26% Slytherin. And I was like, no. (laughs) But then I was like the, like one percentage below was Ravenclaw. And then I was like, can we just move that one up? That would be great. That would be cool for me. Um, But yeah. And unfortunately my lowest was Hufflepuff and Susie is a complete like Hufflepuff. She just saw there's Puffs, the the musical or play or something. Uh Um. She just went to see that and she said it was really fun. So <laughs> um, so if you like Hufflepuff, there you go. Um, 
So if you could go to a fictional world, mine would be Hogwarts. Um, where would you kind of go to if you could just kind of open a door and magically step or, or go through a cupboard, I guess, and step into like another fictional world timeline? I would go to the Outlander world 100%. Like that would, I just like, I love that. I love everything about that. So I go, I definitely go through the stones and, and go back in time in Scotland, live in a castle, all that. Jazz. I think that's a really great choice. <laughs> <laughs> my mom the whole time she was like where are the standing stones i was like mom you're not gonna go meet jamie frazier <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. would be nice <laughs> she was like i'm going i was like all right <laughs> um who would who would you say would be your favorite book boyfriend then would you say it's jamie frazier or do you have a different book boyfriend in your mind um i think that my favorite book boyfriend is from that series of Nora roberts the first book she is called dance upon air and the the guy in it, the the main character is his name is Zach. He's like the book boyfriend in there, which is funny because my husband's name is Zach. But, um, but yeah, I, I just like it. He's the sheriff, and like he's just like he's a stand up guy. He's just like a normal guy. He's the sheriff of this like little tiny island, and and I, he's probably would be my book boyfriend. That's awesome. I'm excited about these about this series. I Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead has like really changed my opinion on like sheriffs. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm excited for this storyline. Um, so, do you see a lot of movies? Um, are you into like other sorts uh, like sorts of media besides just like books and I guess also probably television shows? Yep, I watch. I go. We go to a lot of movies, and I don't watch a ton of TV, but some. I that new. Uh, Netflix Sabrina I just finished watching the episode of that that's that was that was really good I did watch that I thought it was wonderful (laughs) I really liked it it was great it was such a departure from the 90s show which I also loved (laughs) I was like this is not what I expected at all but it was one of my one of my coworkers was like Sabrina's talking to the devil (laughs) yeah it was kind of it was a lot more boogity than I expected I was like oh okay this like a way departure from the other from the 90s version but it was really fun it was i i think it was a really fun show and i'm excited they already before it came out they had um greenlit three or uh, two seasons oh really i didn't know that i'm excited I, yeah it was amazing i really liked it so i'm super excited about that so that's a great answer and then um in your books delphine is a big fan of coffee so this may be kind of a relevant question but um my last kind of question here um is are you a coffee or a tea person i'm actually funny enough not a coffee person uh i it i drink tea pretty like that goes back to that english bibliophile thing or you know anglophile thing of drinking tea so i drink tea i actually don't drink a whole ton of coffee which is funny because i my characters do which is isn't it funny how stuff like that kind of bleeds over into your writing (laughs) I also only drink tea. I don't like coffee. Um, when I was like five, um, my grandma let me have a cup of like one of the blackest coffees of all time she was reported to make. And I'd only had like Kool-Aid and like juice and like chocolate milk in my life, you know? Now you're drinking this like beer coffee and you're like, no. I just remember thinking it tasted like dirt. Like I didn't have any other reference in my mind because I was so young and I just like ran and spit it in the sink and I've never been able to get past it. Even with like sugar and chocolate and everything else, you know, I can't. Um, And so like in my story, the main character, Evie, she only drinks tea. She hates, she hates coffee. Um, 
And Alicia actually commented, she was like, I love that Evie only drinks tea. And I was like, I know, you know, <laughs> but her love interest, Braun does drink coffee and it's like a point of judgment. <laughs> so yeah, well, thank you so much for taking time to talk to me today. Is there anything else that you want to share? Um, oh, um, your new book, the fourth book, once again, The Bath Refile coming out. Um, would you say it's coming out in 2018 or early 2019? It should come out in just probably middle December 2018. Excellent. Um, and can people pre-order it on Amazon? Not yet. Probably should be starting it before. I'm terrified of that Amazon pre-order. Like if you miss it, they'll never let you use pre-order ever again. So I want to make sure that it's like ready to go before I put it up there for pre-order. See, that seems like better cautious. Yeah, I would say let's be cautious with that. <laughs> All the respect that people could that can just do that, but I am not great with deadlines. <laughs> well, <laughs> look for the bath refile, everyone that's listening. Um, check out the other books if you've never listened or read them before. They're wonderful. Thank you so much for talking to me, Laura. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, have a good night and have fun at the conference. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.